Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on go to Dobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Big baseball news for you in the KBO. The Kia Tigers beat the LG Twins 13-1 today. So a big win for the the LG Tigers or did the Kia Twins win? I don't even know. (laughs) Big win for him either way. <laughs> Big win in the KBO today. Jeremy Rutherford is on the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. And JR, if you don't hear the fight at 830, we now have a tiebreaker. And last week, a gentleman named Nick joined us. And the tiebreaker question was, who does or how many goals does 101 ESPN midday host Jamie Rivers have? How many goals <laughs> did he have in his NHL career? And Nick responded 650 he said he's not really a hockey guy he said 650 and we just heard from nick with the mic drop feature on 101 espn i'm that guy that guessed a really high goal count on a tiebreaker with randy on the fight last week i said a high number it doesn't matter what it was it was just really high and uh that has gone to haunt me because my work has plastered that all over my office it's all over my workspace i get texts all throughout the day with that specific number, it is it is haunting me. Uh, it's bad, guys. So if you know Nick, make sure that you get in touch with him. JR, <laughs> what do you think of that number? Six fifty for Jamie Rivers. Uh, I'm gonna tweet. I'm gonna tweet that later. <laughs> <laughs> How many did he have in his career? I'm gonna take a guess at that in one second. I, I thought you'd ask, um, but I know that Riv could score, especially you know coming up through the ranks. That's why he made it to, to the NHL. Uh, good with the puck. But did he score 650 his entire career? Like when he started at four years old? I don't know that he scored 650. Uh, so I'm probably going to embarrass myself, and hopefully my work people aren't going to make fun of me here, Nick. Uh, but Rivs, NHL, goals, I'm going to go with 47. 32 many. Oh, did I? Not too many, huh? Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I, I even gave him some credit. I, I stunned myself by nailing it. With 17. Did you? Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. Of course you did. Of course you did. Of course, right. Megamind got it correct, JR. Right. We didn't expect anything different. Well, uh, speaking of offense, JR, the Blues could certainly use some faux Jamie River style production. <laughs> How you like that transition? But um, anyway, yeah. JR, do you think that uh, we in the next game, tonight versus Vegas and the game versus Dallas, do you think we're going to see the Blues offense take a step forward? I would hope so. They definitely need Riv. Just uh, one power play goal in the two games so far. Nothing uh, five on five. And uh, for the second straight game, it got better as the game went along. Don't get me wrong. Uh, But nothing early on in that game in terms of structure and and what the Blues look like. And, you know, you can sit here and say it's just two games. It's it's an exhibition and it's one round-robin game. These games don't mean anything. But remember, guys, how much did we hear in training camp that you got to get to your game quickly and you know if you want to sit here and say these games don't mean anything i realize that uh, pittsburgh's playing in a first round game and uh, the blues aren't there yet but ask them how you got to get to your game quickly uh, it's just it's just a different year a different 
uh, tournament. And so, yes, the Blues need to find their offense. This is a big game tonight. If they lose it, you know, is it done? No, uh, but they need to start finding their identity. Do you think if you're not an exceptionally gifted team, and as good as the Blues are, they aren't a, a team that you just throw out on the ice and the guys are going to score 40 goals. Do you think it's more difficult when you play a physical style to, to build a game like that? I said a couple of days ago that I think what happens is uh, you get to training camp and you haven't played in four months, and, and so you're kind of finding yourself. And then now your game is the forecheck, dumping the puck in, hunting, hitting people. But you look on the other side, and it's your team. It's your friends for two weeks, and, and so you're really not hitting those guys. And then you get into an exhibition game, and it's just a little bit unfamiliar. You know, I think that's part of why they look so bad against Chicago. That's why we said going into the Colorado game, you know, how's the forecheck look? Can you guys just turn it on? And they said, oh, yeah, we've had a couple great practices. You know, we'll be fine. And then it wasn't there. You know, I don't think so, Randy, in terms of uh, is it difficult to to get in on the forecheck and, and, and start to play your game so soon? I, I don't think so because Ryan O'Reilly said after the game the other night, we're just not putting pucks in the right spot and helping each other out and creating that offense. And so, uh, yeah, they're not one of the most skilled teams in the league. They win the way they play, and they just haven't been able to find it through a couple games. Jay, we had Bernie Federko on the show earlier in the week, and he was talking about the setup of the the NHL reboot, and he thinks the Blues kind of got screwed with seeding. What's your opinion on that? Yeah, I think so uh, a little bit because uh, it looks like you're going to win the Western Conference before the pause. you got 94 points. And now if you look at it, heck, you could lose to uh, Vegas and then who knows what you do with uh, Dallas and you could be the third or fourth seed in this thing and it looked like you were going to be the the top seed. I will say, however, though, that Colorado uh, was just two points behind you and there were 10 games left to play. So Colorado could have easily caught you. But at worst, you would have been the second seed because you were pretty good arm's length away from Vegas and Dallas. So from that part, I think it's unfair. But the way they tried to do this format, there were so many different options that they had, and it seemed like everyone they were discussing and talking about, we were seeing the reports, it affected a lot of people different ways. And this seemed to be the best bet. And, and hey, look, you, you just got to come back and, and play well. You, you might not get the top seed, but you get the second seed, and then you get a decent matchup. Uh, I, I just think that they tried to do it the fairest way possible and in the end it might screw teams like the blues and and like a boston that's not playing very well also and and jr you might finish with that number one seed if it is colorado it won't break my heart if the blues don't have to play chicago at the end of 82 games chicago can be used up very easily. Taves isn't the same after 82 games after six months because he's just played so much hockey over the course of his career. A fresh Jonathan Taves now, and he scores last night with 116 left to give Chicago the win. I think Chicago, with their quality youth and with their veteran guys being fresh, is a pretty scary team. You're exactly right, and I think you might have brought up that point a couple of weeks ago when I wrote that piece about uh, the best, most favorable matchups for the Blues in their first-round series, and I wrote that it was Chicago, and uh, you know, you may have been the one, uh, one of the ones who questioned, uh, I don't know, uh, fresh tapes uh, could be something. We didn't know how teams would come out and play. Chicago's played not well, but they've won 
their their games. Two one, they're up in the series against Edmonton, as you mentioned, a big goal last night from Taves. So the whole thing that everybody talked about in this tournament going into it was that if a team got hot, and so now you're right, if if the Blues were to get the top seed, that's who they would play. The Chicago Blackhawks up two one, gaining momentum, fresh players. That could be a trouble for the Blues. So um, that's why we've said all along that it doesn't matter necessarily what seed you get, one, two, three, four. It's just that you find your game, and that's why it's so important for the Blues to do that right now. And by the way, Taves last night with two goals. Patrick Kane had an assist. Duncan Keith had an assist. Corey Crawford played reasonably well, so all of those guys that were the centerpieces of the Stanley Cups are fresh and playing pretty well for them. Not that they're going to beat Edmonton, because I wouldn't want to play Edmonton either, but the the, the Hawks, I think that series is one where especially if you're the Blues, I don't think you want to play either of those, those teams. The The team in the West whose speed would really give the Blues trouble, there, there's two of them, Colorado, which who they won't face in the first round, but Edmonton would give the Blues fits because of their speed. Yeah, it's just uh, Edmonton hasn't been good 5-on-5 five five all year. Uh, the power play's been terrific, best in 40 years in the NHL. Uh, too many penalties last night uh, for the Oilers. They're putting themselves on the kill uh, too often. So neither team playing great. It's just that the Chicago's come out on top on two of those. Jerry, we know that Ivan Barbashev has left the bubble to be with his wife as she gets ready to give birth to their child. And Mackenzie McEckern gets the call. He's going to be on that fourth line with Sunquist and Steen. How do you expect him to gel with that line? Yeah, I think, well, uh, his game is, is fairly similar to Barbashev. Barbashev may be a little more physical, you know, just a little more polished. Uh, but McEachern can play. And uh, imagine Mackenzie McEachern, he sat in the press box that entire postseason run last year uh, just watching that line. I talked to him the other night, and he said that fourth line was so good. I think McEachern was asked yesterday, uh, could, you, could you see yourself getting into a game last year? And his response was, no, who the heck was I going to replace? <laughs> uh, but uh, he's a good kid, and he's put in his time, and, and he's worked hard. He's really excited about this opportunity. So he's physical, and uh, and he had seven goals this season, I think. So he, he has a little bit offensively. So I don't think there'll be uh, that much of a drop-off, even as much as I like Ivan Barbashev. Jer, as you watch the games on TV, what's your sense of how they look and feel? You know, I like it. Uh, I've seen some varying opinion. You know, some people say that uh, they just can't uh, watch without the fans. It's noticeably different. But to me, I think the hockey's been pretty good. And and when I sit down and and watch the games, I don't find myself getting caught up in the tarps, you know, covering up the seats. Uh, To me, I don't know if anybody's mentioned this to you guys before. It's almost like an NCAA men's basketball tournament with uh, the games being on all day. It's like you just sit down, flip on the TV, and and something's on. You know, I know it's sometimes like that uh, during the playoffs. But when you start playing all those night games in a normal year, um, it gets to be – a little tough to, to find, but I, I just flip on the TV at noon, one, two o'clock, and there's a game on. So it's great. I'm looking for my NCAA pool bracket, but I can't find it. Do you go till midnight? I didn't make it last night, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, had to uh, get up and read a little, uh, but uh, uh, it was a long day of hockey yesterday, and, and, and like I said, good stuff. JR, you're the best. Thanks so much for the time. We do appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot, guys. See you. That's our friend and Blues Insider, Jeremy Rutherford. You can read his great work at The Athletic. And, of course, you can follow JR on Twitter at JP Rutherford. You can follow Michelle at M. Smallman on Twitter and on the Insta. <laughs> I'm at Randy Carricker on Twitter and at RJ Carricker on uh, Instagram. Yeah. The Insta or the Gram? 
I was just going to say, how are you going to phrase that? I don't know. IG. You can say on IG. IG, yeah, that's another one. Okay, I'll go with that. I'm I'm at RJ Carricker on IG. There you go. You're so cool, Randy. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Coming up, get your text into the Air Comfort Service text line 65780. It's time for a little game of take it or leave it on 101 ESPN.